0: Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. This is my dad, Ted.
1: Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. I'm your host, Ted Knightsky. Well, here we are, almost all the way through the month of June, sadly. But that means we're heading into summer, and I traditionally give a couple of books For those of you who like to read and grow your leadership through your own learning to take a look at. So on this episode, which is a pretty short little episode, I've got four books, a couple of different items for you to review, a show and two albums. So let's get into it. Now, every time I do anything with my family, which is as frequently as possible, I tend to find myself looking for the things that I like to look at. For instance, books, Many times I find myself at a florist, a gift shop, a boutique when I'm with my wife and daughter, and oftentimes I find myself in different types of stores if I'm with my son. But if the four of us are together, I can assure you I almost always slide over to wherever there is something to read while they are looking at highly overpriced North Face shirts or whatever they are looking at, at Urban Outfitters or other like stores. So, When I was sitting in one of those stores a couple of weeks ago, I look over and I see this little tiny book called The School of Life. The School of Life on Confidence. I don't know, maybe it's a quarter inch thick, looks like it could fit inside of your coat pocket, and I flipped it open and for the next 20 minutes read it cover to cover. Then I ended up buying it because I thought this would be a great reference. And that is my first book for you to look at for the summer. Again, the book is called The School of Life, and it's The School of Life on Confidence. I actually found it on Amazon as well. But what I really, really like about it is it talks about the simple fact that confidence is a skill, and it's not a gift from the gods. That's a direct quote from page nine, and I circled it, highlighted it. Heck, I think I set the page on fire so I wouldn't forget it, because I didn't want to forget that line as I talked to and coach so many different people to confidence, I think confidence is one of those things where we see it in others and we admire it and we wish we could be like that. But at the end of the day, if you sit down and read The School of Life's on Confidence, this little British book, which is pretty fantastic, it'll teach you and show you a variety of different ways to grow your own confidence, to look at the world in a different way so that you can step forward to it and feel yourself more empowered and willing to take the risks that are needed in order for you to feel confident. I'm going to read a little part of the text to you. There is a type of underconfidence that arises specifically when we grow too attached to our own dignity and become anxious around any situation that might seem to threaten it. We hold back from challenges in which there is any risk of ending up looking ridiculous, which compromises, of course, almost all the most interesting situations we find ourselves in and paralyzes us, eliminating the opportunity to be confident. The book is The School of Life on Confidence. You can find it online pretty much anywhere. Now, the next book, wow, this one I found the other day because Admiral William McRaven a few years ago did a speech at a college, a university graduation called Make Your Bed. And then he wrote the book Make Your Bed and Sea Stories. So when I found that he wrote another text, I thought, oof, I'm going to get that. The book is called The Wisdom of the Bullfrog. Now, what is a bullfrog? Well, the bullfrog is the oldest and longest serving Navy SEAL and frogman. That makes him the bullfrog before he retired from years in the United States Navy. What I like about the book is it breaks down very simply the wisdom that it takes to be a leader and it very clearly shows you his simple steps and beliefs on what it takes to be a leader he says this, it's simple. Be a person of integrity. Be trustworthy. Be confident in yourself. Have a little humility. Demonstrate that you have stamina. Be aggressive in problem solving and encourage those around you to take initiative. He takes those ideas and breaks them down in each chapter with really good stories. And what I love about the book the most is here is this United States retired Admiral Bullfrog a very decorated war hero. And within the book, you can find this quote, just because you made a plan, just because you made a good plan, doesn't mean that's what's going to happen. Taylor Swift. I love this book. He takes all different types of pop culture, modern examples, weaves it in with history and historical examples, as well as his own life examples. And he boils down what it is that we need to do to make leadership simple. Now, It's very important for you to recognize, he puts on here, leadership made simple, but not easy. The book is The Wisdom of the Bullfrog by William McGraven, and it is fantastic. All right, the next two texts. Well, like all books, many times people give them to me as gifts because I share books with other people and other people find texts and they are like, hey, Ted, have you read this book? And this next one is one of those books where I was in a meeting with someone And they heard about my podcast and started to ask me some questions about it. And then they said, hey, have you heard of this book? And I was like, no, I have not. And the book is called Smart Brevity. Now at first, when he handed it to me, I thought, was I talking too much? Why am I getting this? Is this some sort of a clue or a hint? And he said, no, actually it's not, because I did ask. He said, it's a phenomenal text that many people who teach and lead should be reading. Now the book is written by the co-creators of Axios and Politico, And it's a phenomenal text because what it does is it really breaks down how to much more intelligently and succinctly, and in their words, using brevity, communicate. Now, throughout the whole books, there are tons of tips and tricks, but one of my favorites was this one. Start by stopping. Stop using too many words in a headline or a subject line. Limit yourself to six words, tops. Stop being funny or ironic or cryptic. It's confusing and not very clever to the people who are receiving it. Stop using fancy ACT and SAT words or business speak in your communications with people. It just simply frustrates them and makes you look aloof. Two, once you kick the bad habits, start new healthy ones. As a matter of fact, before you start writing, they suggest that you take, in 10 words or less, write the reason you're bothering to write something in the first place. Write it in the most provocative yet accurate way possible. Short words are strong words. A general rule. A one-syllable word is stronger than a two-syllable word is stronger than a three-syllable word. Strong words are better than soft and soggy ones. And active verbs, always. And then when you're done, confirm what it sounds like by reading it aloud to yourself. (laughs) I think that's pretty great information and pretty simple rules to follow, and the book is just filled with all of those different types of pieces. As a matter of fact, right in their cafeteria is a sign that says, brevity is confidence, length is fear. This summer, one of the opportunities we have as leaders and teachers and friends and those that are serving others is to write notes and to be succinct in our communication, but more importantly, practice smart brevity. So, the book is called Smart Brevity, The Power of Saying More with Less. And it is fantastic. All right, the last book. The last book is something that came to me as a result of me talking to several business leaders about the struggles that many of my colleagues and friends are facing in the workforce. And that is not really being able to predict their future any longer. That lack of being able to predict the future creating a lot of anxiety and all of that anxiety wondering and making us think, is this the right job for us? Well, I honestly think many of us are in the right job, and it's just a matter of finding ourselves in a position and a mindset to figure out a way to get to the future that we have identified. And as to, after I was talking to my friend about the book, he wrote down on a napkin, because we were having lunch, he wrote down the book, Be Your Future Self. So I looked it up. And the book is called The Science of Intentional Transformation, Be Your Future Self Now by Benjamin Hardy. And what I love about this book is it's written in a fashion where you can read it, reflect on it, stop, go back to it, read it, reflect on it, stop, go back to it. And yeah, I'll probably say it again. Go back to it, read it, reflect. Now... There are a bunch of chapters in this book, but there are three parts. The first part is threats to your future self. And what it does is it walks through the seven threats that will impact your ability to be who you want to be in the future. Like number one, without hope in your future, your present loses meaning. That's threat number one. There are six more. Part two is about the seven truths about your future self. Truth number one, your future drives your present. The decisions that you're thinking about in the future, where you want to be, all of those different components are impacting the way you think today, the way you act today, the way the, you take risks today, your unwillingness to take risks today, your confidence or lack thereof. Hmm. Just like that first book. And then the part three, the last part of the book, seven steps for being your future self. Step one clarify your contextual purpose. Why do you exist? What are you doing? What do you want to do? What drives you? What gives you energy? Where do you find flow? And the rest of the book is dedicated to back mapping to make sure that you are successful. A few months ago, one of my good friends and colleague, Steve, had out of nowhere texted me, hey, Ted, what's your favorite quote from Ted Lasso? Which sparked a whole Ted Talks About Ted podcast. Well, my favorite one is, I believe in hope. I love that quote. Well, then, as I'm reading the book, Be Your Future Self Now, I hop in upon page 12, and it says the definition of hope. Hope is, number one, a clear and specific goal. Number two, agency thinking. Belief that you have control over what you do, that your actions matter, and you can impact the results in your own life. And number three, pathways thinking. You see a path, have a path, or can create multiple paths from where you are and where you want to go, and you know what your goal is. (laughs) This book is one worth reading. And what I really like about it is there are illustrations throughout the book to help you really clearly try to figure out who it is that you want to be in the future and the pathway. And again, like I said, you're going to read, you're going to reflect, it's going to give you ideas. It actually breaks down different things like If you were to create a Venn diagram about the three most important things in your life, like family, books, and money, and if those were your three priorities, then how to actually break those things down by the hour, what to do with them, and where you want to be. Now, that's on page 138, and two of those three are really important to me, family and books. Now, I would suggest that if you wanted to read some books with other people this summer, be Your Future Self is not one to necessarily read with a leadership team, but Smart Brevity, absolutely. The Wisdom of the Bullfrog, absolutely. But the book from the School of Life on Confidence and Be Your Future Self Now, I think those are two books for you to read to make you a better leader, a better coach, better lover of others, and someone who can be depended upon to be someone who has lots of skills and knowledge in your effort to support others. Because let's not forget, A leader is anyone who has influence over another person. And that leader, you, is someone who is not afraid to charge in the storms that we're facing because we are by nature optimistic, perseverant, and tenacious. We're not really afraid of too much because we've run into those storms before and we're willing to do it again and again and again, especially if it's in the love and support of others. And finally, the last thing is great leaders have two qualities. They are empathetic meaning they're wondering what it's like to be in the position of the people around them. And two, as a result of that empathy, they're very reflective of what went well, what they need to change or challenge in the future, and most importantly, what wonderings other people might have so that they can close those negative narratives and support them as they're moving forward. Finally, I've got two other things I want you to make sure you do this summer, and that is watch a show. If you've not watched the show Ted Lasso, put some time aside. Grab a notebook, watch the show with the remote close to you, and just see the beauty of a highly, highly intelligent and empathetic leader with a great sense of humor. And I'm not talking just about Ted. I'm talking about every character in the show. There are so many things to walk away from and learn about in that show. And if you haven't watched it, Well, you need to watch it, and when you finish Season 3, you should send me an email, and I would love to dialogue with you about the four things that are most important that Ted outlines in the season finale. And finally, I have two albums I want you to consider listening to over the course of the summer. The first one is by one of my all-time favorite artists by the name of Ben Folds. Ben Folds is someone who I discovered when I was in grad school, and we would meet each week at a book and record store with my grad group and it was the most dangerous thing ever for me so our group would sit down we would have a cup of coffee uh, not me of course i was born caffeinated no caffeine in me but we would sit down there and work on our graduate projects and do all of our different pieces and once we were finished, then I would start going through the stacks of CDs and albums. And every time I came across Ben Folds, I was like, I love this guy. I think he and I are about the same age and our careers have gone, uh, well, not parallel. He's doing pretty well. But uh, he continued to put out more stuff as I went through life. And each season of my life has been impacted by Ben Folds. And what is really cool is when my daughter Grace was born, so was his. And he has a song called Gracie on an album back from the early 2000s. But now he has a new album called out what, that is entitled What Matters Most by Ben Folds. It's a really cool reflective album, especially if you are in my age and season here with kids going off to college and uh, looking at a different type of a future. But it talks about the real importance of really focusing on what matters the most. My second album I want you to look into is by a band called Inhaler. It's called Cuts and Bruises. Now, if you like rock music and good, hardcore, like fun, upbeat, really get you grinding, good lyrics, great rhythms and melodies, look up the band Inhaler. It sounds like a group of young men who were exposed to bands that we or I loved in the 80s and 90s, and when you listen to them, it is very cool. They are Very mature, lots of wisdom, and really, really strong, uh, really strong album. It's called Cuts and Bruises by Inhaler. And if you listen to it when you're all done, I want you to think to yourself this one thing. Hmm, the lead singer is Bono from U2's Son. And then you'll be like, huh, that music sounds like the music you would play if you grew up in the home of the lead singer of U2. All right, that's it. No smart thinking reflections for you, just more of a question. What are you going to do this summer to really grow yourself, to relax, and come back into the next season or the next week with the energy that you need to coach others to the places they need to be? To coach people so that they can be the version of themselves they want to be, so that they can reach success as they define it, so that they want to be around you. What are you going to read? What are you going to write? What are you going to watch? And what are you going to listen to? I gave you a couple of suggestions here, and I'd suggest that you would take a look at them. Make sure to look up those books, look up those artists. And as we close out here, I just want to thank you for each week taking me into your life and letting me be a part of it. I love to lead others. I love to be around others. I love to learn from others. And most importantly, I love the opportunity to be vulnerable each week and produce a podcast about things that are interesting to me. A couple of weeks ago, I was at the Gallup conference down in Omaha, Nebraska, and I heard a speaker say, I love it when my strength of learner gets engaged. And then I love to share what it is. And for the first time in my whole life, I recognized why it is that I love to go learn stuff and then share with others. It's the teacher in me, but more importantly, it's the learner in me who loves to share, hey, look at this. Did you hear about this? Did you ever thought about this? And did you see this? So thanks for allowing me to do this with you because it is my passion point as I sit here in my closet on Brentwood Court at my home with my kids in the other room and my wife downstairs waiting for me to go out to dinner on Father's Day. Which reminds me, A happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Hey, put the world away.
0: Fight a little longer until you feel okay. Cause there's nothing I can do When everything's the matter And there's no one left like you. Wait, wait for the sun But hope's a honey in the air A melody around you and no one else is there